This podcast is also brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is a different type of DFS experience, offering both fantasy point and stat-based contests. One of my personal favorites is a more or less contest, where you choose the over or the under for a preset combination of different players. You can even parlay to multiply your winnings. Use promo code UND when you sign up at monkeyknifefight.com and get an instant 100% match on your deposit. So go out and join the Undroppables on monkeyknifefight.com today. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the two-on-one of Fantasy Sports Podcast, a member of the Undroppables Media Network. I'm your commish, Tommy Moe, back for week four, recording once again on a Thursday afternoon to bring you zero help for Thursday night football, as this podcast is going to come out on Friday. Sorry, that's just the way it is, but it's also Denver versus the Jets, so I don't know, start Jerry Judy, see how it goes. Hopefully it was better, ends up better than I think it will be, hopefully. But before I bring on our guest for today to talk about week four, I want to pause for a second since I forgot to do it last week and take a moment of silence for James Catullus, a.k.a. James the Brain, who passed away last week suddenly. And and shout out to the fancy football community on Twitter for, for coming together to remember him, pay respects, and come together as a group really to put something together for his family so like I said one one quick uh, second of uh, silence for him rest in peace James uh, he was a uh, he came on the show last last year uh, was a great guest had a really fun time talking to him and definitely will be missing the community but moving on um, so okay so to joining me today to bring you some of the some of the fantasy football advice you need for week four is a new friend of mine and colleague from the Undroppables. He's the producer of the Undrafted Podcast with Jax Falcone, also a member of the Undroppables Media Network. He's a new contributor at Dunking with Wolves. That's that's the new one. I really want to get into that, see what that's about. And also, he's the host of the Grim Conclusions Podcast, Mr. Kanan, who you can find on Twitter, at Fantasy in a Few. What's up, Kanan? Welcome to the 2-on-1. What's up, Tommy? Glad to be on. Yeah, man. I'm glad to have you here. I'm excited to jump in and get talking to week four and, and I guess really just getting to chat with you a bit, too. I feel like we're still touching base, but the more I learn about you, the more I love. So I'm excited. Hey, I feel the same way, man. I mean, you're the producer of one of my favorite new podcasts out there. <laughs> so how did that happen? How to, you know, like for the people that don't know and go out there, pause this podcast Go over to Twitter, follow Fantasy in a Few right now, and then come on back and press play. But for those that don't know you, uh, how'd you come about uh, being a contributor for Undroppables and, and the producer for for uh, the Undrafted? You know, it's all <laughs> kind of just happened suddenly. Uh, I just I had noticed that the Undroppables were starting to put some things out there in like December of last year, November of last year. I was like, what is this about? And I, I kind of had talked with Chuck a little bit on Twitter here and on and off. And I always looked at um, Polly Sleeper stuff on Twitter. And I had just naturally kind of interacted with those guys, BZ especially. Oh, yeah. And um, 
I went to their website that was kind of just starting up and I saw there was a contact us and I kind of reached out and was just like, Hey, I'm looking to kind of do more with this. I kind of just been dabbling in Twitter and would love to help out in any way possible. And I think, yeah, Chuck had reached out. I think he was intrigued a little bit. I had marketing experience and worked in the advertising side of things. So, um, and then I had a pod with some of my friends. It was called, uh, the uh, FPO podcast fantasy okay. player option. It was just like we did two episodes and then it fell <laughs> apart. So, but uh, yeah, just kind of those random chats led to starting to write and starting to help out. And then um, I actually have background in kind of radio and sound engineering okay. from college. And so uh, once Chalk and uh, Professor, who does the producing for Unscripted Unscripted podcast. Um, they had heard that and they said that maybe they'd want to tap me for some help on some projects and it kind of just naturally ended up unfolding and here we are. Nice. Yeah, man, it's crazy how this whole group has come together. It's such a unique collective of people from all across the United States, all across the globe, actually. We have people international uh, that are right. helping us out. Um, and, and so where are you at? Where, uh, where are you located? I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. Did you go to college out there too, or you were mentioning your college experience? So I went to college at UW-Eau Claire, so in Wisconsin, but it's only like an hour and a half from the Twin Cities, so it wasn't too far from where I'm from. Right on. And, and what's your uh, your fancy football experience or, or sports experience uh, in, in general from high school or anything else? Yeah, so I played basketball, football, and track in college, and or not in college, in high school, my bad. And then I actually went to college and did track for a little bit, nice. but I ended up kind of pulling out of that as well. I had a focus in music, actually, and um, was studying music education, ended up realizing I really didn't want to teach kids. And so <laughs> uh, I picked up a marketing uh, minor with that, and then I just, I had worked for a sound production company, um, and we did like live concerts on campus and we did uh fest music festivals it was called the eau claire music festival put on by uh boney Vare and justin vernon oh nice. and i got like super involved in that and i was like a stage manager for one of those and just got really involved and then i, I kind of got into the sound aspect and so i was looking into radio and just getting as much experience as i could before i graduated and that's kind of what led me into uh that sort of vector so to speak but fantasy football and sports have always been a passion of mine especially football and basketball and so it started out as like a friendly competition with the the boys and yeah. it's moved on to you know <laughs> everything that we're doing now and i've kind of put off by it but i love it at the same time so it's good good fun yeah it, it's crazy um just how much <laughs> we're into it and, and where it starts it starts so innocent enough Right. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're, yeah, you're balls deep in it, writing, producing, doing all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, for me, still being new to the team, it's been great to connect with, with all the team members, but, but someone like you two that really understands uh, music production, sound production, how, how podcasts should sound and be put together. And so, you know, that's, for me, that's, that's invaluable advice and, and a connection to have. So I'm glad you're on the team, um, you know, and speaking to, you know, your, you're dabbling in radio and podcasting. Um, what's up with this other Grim Conclusions podcast that you're doing that's totally <laughs> not related to fantasy football? This sounds super interesting to me. 
Yeah, man. Uh, so my girlfriend of eight years, uh, we are obsessed with scary movies. Yeah. Uh, we've been dating since high school. Our first date was a scary movie. And Which we one? Kinda Just were... curious. Yeah, it was the movie Orphan. Uh, oh. A lot of people haven't heard of it, but it's actually really good. Yeah, nice. I but, think uh, I've um, heard of it. I haven't seen it. I would definitely recommend it. But yeah, we just kind of were like, let's let's just do it. It, it kind of spurred from the pandemic and being at home all the time. And we we're just like, why not just sit down and do a podcast? And we watch enough scary movies as yeah. it is. So kind of just went from there. And so I'm guessing you and your girlfriend, you're, or at least she's not... Uh, someone that's really put off by by scary movies and gore or anything, but actually like uh, is is thrilled by it, enthralled by it. I, I I definitely am into scary movies too. And it, for me, it's like the that boo factor. You know, when they get you, it's like a rush. It's like a uh, right, like going on a roller coaster. Right, exactly. It's like it, it's that adrenaline that gets you going, and I feel like it kind of mentally prepares yourself for if anything crazy does happen, you yeah. have to like eye the storm calm yourself down and look at your options sort of thing nice um so what what's your favorite uh scary movie of all time um if i had to go with one i think i would say the strangers that one is just that's a good one it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of goes back a little bit now but man it's it's, it keeps you on your edge of the seat yeah for sure have you ever seen jacob's ladder i haven't okay that is it's not the it's not your typical scary movie. It's uh, it's it's hard to even call it a scary movie as more of like a psychological thriller. Okay. Uh, but it's a movie from like the late 80s, early 90s. I saw it as a kid and it messed me up for a while. And I still think about it and I'm still scared to watch it now, even as an adult, um, just because of how visually shocking uh, some of, of some of the, the film is. And, and and it's just it's a mind fuck. Like it really messes with you. And and. I don't know why I saw it as a kid. Like I was like maybe ten years old at that, and like I said, it's still <laughs> one that like haunts me to this day, just because it's so weird, you know. And like I said, it's not it's not your typical scary movie. It's kind of like a Event Horizon, if you ever seen that one. Like okay, where it's not really a scary movie, you know. Like that's but it it, it is. Scary. But it's that high tension, yeah. like on the yeah right. I feel so you, I feel it, it's like that, and, and it just it just messes with you. So. Um, I don't know. I, we'll definitely have to get it, it on the list for sure. Yeah, yeah I think you can find it on Amazon. Okay, perfect. So where, um, for, for people, you know, you're, you're listening to this podcast for fantasy football advice, um, but sometimes you like to mix it up. So where could they find that podcast and subscribe to it? Yeah, I mean, you can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, m- most of the places you can check out podcasts. Nice. Uh, and if you can't find it on your preferred one, feel free to hit us up on Twitter or something and I'll get it there. Nice. Sweet. So, yeah. Check out Grim Conclusions podcast. I know I'm going to. I'm going to add it to my list. Uh, I like Crime Junkie and some of those other uh, monster, like just, you know, real life thriller type things. So uh, I'm definitely adding this one to my list just to mix it up a bit. Um, and, and last thing I wanted to talk to you about before we get into week four stuff uh, is is this new uh, this new assignment, this new writing assignment, Contributing for Dunking with Wolves. What's that about? It's Minnesota Timberwolves website is yeah it it literally just came about this week uh it's a fan-sided site um dunking with wolves yeah it's all timberwolves focused so i'm going to be writing articles there i haven't figured out how much i want to contribute it's kind of a work on my own time sort of thing so my my goal is probably to get like one or two a month in but 
I think as the season kicks up, maybe we'll pick it up and try to get some things going. But got to find that good balance between undroppables and now this Duncan with Wolves thing. So yeah. it'll be a cool experience for sure. Yeah. Uh, best of luck with that. I hope it goes well. Don't get too big or too good. So you do this. <laughs> um, but I hope it's super successful and it works out and it's great. Uh, I think it's cool too to, to mix it up and not just talk about football. Um, you know, and, and here at the two on one, we're really opening it up to just fantasy sports in general. Um, when I started the website a few years ago, I, you know, I wanted to cover everything, you know, and, and, and really just kind of circled back, uh, to, to what I love and that's fantasy football. But yeah, they be able to, to be able to write uh, about basketball and other sports, I think is really cool. Uh, and, and it's cool to see you doing it. Um, Speaking of basketball, we got the NBA Finals going on, and I don't know if you're like which if you're are you just a Timberwolves fan? Do you like other uh, teams? So, I'm a huge <laughs> Lakers fan, so I'm loving right now. Yeah, I'm happy for you right now, and I'm also <laughs> bitter because my number one team is actually the Boston Celtics. Oh. As much as I do enjoy watching the Wolves, if I have to pick one of the two, it will be the Celtics. So I'm a little bitter that the Heat knocked us out, and. I'm a little bitter that the Lakers are probably going to tie that uh, league record for 17 championships coming up here. Yeah, at least with last night, it's really looking that way. And and before everyone started getting hurt for the Heat, it just I don't know the the Lakers were on one. I think um, LeBron's not going to you know lose at least that first game to his former team and right. you know for the Eastern Conference it. You know, I think it would have been cool either way. Um, at this point, maybe to see the Celtics because of the injuries happening to the Heat right now. But I think it'd be cool. You know, been a cool, uh, a old school matchup. You know, if it was the Celtics, and 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 then now, you know, the the narratives on LeBron's old team too. So I think either way for for basketball for for Lakers fans, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I either one, the Heat or the Celtics, that would have been cool uh, to see. But um, I, I think the Lakers are taking it. Um, so I just wanted to. You know, plug the Lakers real quick. Oh, I, I agree with you, and we'll we'll catch you guys next year. <laughs> definitely, definitely, because I think this dynasty is staying around for a little bit, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, Kenan. So, um, you know, let's let's get into some fantasy football talk. Let's hit uh, these week four uh, starts and sits. Um, we'll talk about you know last week a little bit and um, get in some of your. Oh, one thing we didn't talk about was your your weekly column on, on the undroppables. Um, your your few a uh, few flex plays column. So tell us real quick about that. We'll get into some of you know people you have in mind a little bit later. But um, you know, yeah, what what's up with this weekly column? For sure. So yeah, I'm taking a hold of the flex articles. So the things you're struggling with in your flex options every week, we want to help you out. And so I'm listing a couple flex plays in every type of league as far as size. So I try to pick two shallow flexes two standard like 12 team flexes and then two like 14 plus team flexes that you can keep in mind that i think will have a good week this week hopefully nice. and then on top of that i'll throw in three boom bust project or uh prospects so guys that you know they could have that low floor that week but if they hit big on the touchdown i think that they have a good opportunity nice. and you but take then, yeah, uh, the, you take questions for that during, uh, throughout the week right Yep, that's what I was just about to say. Is the the most fun part of this article for me is I am trying to post that on Twitter and receive people's actual hardest decisions, and then I'm taking it back to a consensus panel of the undroppables, about five or six guys, and we're giving you our votes. So I'll give them every single option that you've given me. We'll tell you who we pick, and like 
if it's a consensus of five to zero that we would say Corey Davis over Anthony Miller, or if it's like three to two, I'm putting that out there and then I'm giving you the reason why. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like that consensus because it helps, you know, because everyone's going to have a different opinion, a different take uh, on players. But when you get the consensus, when you get the collective mindset of the undroppables helping you out, you know, you got multiple guys that are hardcore fantasy football players and none of us get paid and we don't charge you a single dime for any of it. So it's all passion and we're all about it. And yeah, that's what the droppables are all about. Helping you win your fantasy football leagues, cash in on those DFS plays and hoist that trophy at the end of the year. And so make sure you are tuning in every single week to the droppables.com and catching Canaan's few flex plays article every single week before you set those lineups. And so with that, let's get in to some fancy football talk. All right. So let's start with last week. Kanan, who is your week three stud? Man, I had two guys that I was really torn between for my fantasy week stud of week three. But I think, honestly, I'm going to have to give it to my guy, Alan Robinson, who I had in the Flex Plays article for those shallow leagues. Nice. Yeah. He, I mean, 10 for 13, 123 yards and a touchdown, and now he's got Foles, who's the better QB connection, in my opinion, for him. I'm excited for him big time. Yeah, I like that. It, I think it's going to be a lot better the rest of the season with Foles throwing him the ball. For sure. My week three stud... And I want to bring this up for two reasons. One, because he's amazing. And two, I'll tell you about later. But number one is Alvin Kamara. 43 points in PPR leagues against Green Bay. Coming, by the way, of six rushes for 58 yards. No touchdowns on the ground. But catching 13 of 14 targets for 139 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Kanan, did you know that if Kamara had zero rushing yards that he would be the wide receiver four in PPR man it's I I, I recently just saw it because I Did saw you? it with uh Jacks on the undra- undrafted oh that's right because Jacks Falcone from the droppables tweeted that right yep yep and then and then uh, I think Bleacher Report Gridiron like ended up oh. taking his quote and like tweeting it out it was crazy oh but... and I didn't Matthew Barry the great Mr. Roto TMR didn't I think he retweeted it too yeah, man, I think that that quote that really just took off, but it's baffling. I understand why people are retweeting it all over the place. Because what? It's I mean, what the wide receiver for? Not the running back. Wide receiver. That's nuts. And and we've seen this a little bit with uh, Travis Kelsey in the past, being like you know the overall wide receiver six, wide receiver seven. Um, but that's a tight end. He's getting passes. So to see a running back get it, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, Alvin Kamara is legit, and we've been on him, but. Gosh, I mean, were we were we too low on him? Is he really, you know, is he this good? Should he be like the dynasty running back one from uh, from now on? I mean, I think honestly, I think he's right up there with CMC. I, I still think CMC is probably my top guy, but especially when he's healthy. But Kamara is showing the exact reason that we touted CMC is the number one. Kamara is doing the same thing with both on the ground and through the air, and that's what really sets those two apart. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and 
I, I still like CMC, and, and I think if he wasn't, uh, you know, if he wasn't hurt, he he'd be putting up some similar some similar numbers. So, um, but you know, really just wanted to give a shout out to our boy Jax Falcone at Dino Game Theory for that hell of a tweet that made the rounds and got super viral on Twitter. <clears throat> and you know, if if you're looking for fancy advice, maybe you want to follow Undroppables and not. NFL fantasy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, you get it straight from the source when you when you follow the Intropables. But uh, just a little shade there. Uh, another guy I just want to quickly mention, Rex Burkhead coming out of nowhere. 33 points, uh, six, uh, rushing yard, six rushes for 49 yards, two touchdowns, as well as catching seven of 10 targets for 49 yards and another touchdown against my Las Vegas Raiders. Sucks to see it, but Burkhead had a day, so had to include him in the stud of last week. On the flip side, Kanan, who's your week three dud? All right, so my biggest dud of last week was Leonard Fournette. I mean, we saw him take off the week before with limited snaps, and myself, just like many others, thought, okay, he's going to start seeing some more snaps. Maybe not all of them right away, but it's going to start ticking up. No, he had seven carries, and Ronald Jones had 13, and he had two receptions, and his yardage total between catches and carries was like 22 yards i was really expecting more of a roll takeover and i'm just super disappointed overall yeah that's shitty <laughs> that just sucks <laughs> um do you think um moving forward how, how do you feel about leonard Fournette uh, rest of the season do you think it will kind of get a little bit better that will get more i don't know more opportunities than he's already getting but be a little bit more efficient with those opportunities Man, I, I just don't know anymore. I, I was on the AMA for the fantasy uh, Discord that yeah. they have going on, and that kind of came up. And what I said is, you know, look, look, keep him on your team till about week six and see if he's seeing more snaps and more touches. And if he's not, then maybe wait for another breakout game like we saw and then trade him as quick as you can because if it doesn't come by, like, week six, I'm going to start losing hope as far as getting more touches. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, if you are on Discord, but you are not uh, subscribed or whatever they call it on, on Discord uh, to the <laughs> fantasy football chat, you need to. You need to add that channel. You need to become a member. Uh, we have, we as in the Undroppables, have been on there on every Tuesday, it seems like for the past month, doing uh, hour long AMAs. Um, had a ton of great uh, questions and people joining in. And, and I believe that fantasy football chat is like 7,000 people strong now. So, um, yeah. And they just got a, I was talking with space ghost force and he was saying that they just got some major subscribers to like start putting their content out even for, further. So it nice. could just keep growing. It's yeah. awesome. It's a, it's a great group. It's a great channel. There's a ton of great info on there. It's a great community. Excuse the barking dog in the back. I don't <laughs> know where he's at, but that's indie. Yeah, that, that Discord chat is great. Um, they've recently got some press, I think, from Discord in general, just talking about their channel, how the channel's blown up. So, like I said, you need to go and add and subscribe to that channel right now if you are on Discord and using it for any other reason besides fantasy football. You need to be using it also for fantasy football. Uh, so my week three dud from last week was David Montgomery. Um had a great matchup, in my opinion, against Atlanta, uh, but only scored six points off of 14 rushes for 45 yards. Only 45 yards and zero touchdowns, adding two catches off of three targets, nine for nine yards. Nine yards. 
and zero touchdowns also. Yeah, I, uh, you know, he, he definitely seemed like a, a good DFS play, and, and I thought he was going to do well. But, yeah, what a dud for last week. Um, but with, Ty, with Tariq Cohen out uh, now with an injury, he he might, you know, get an uptick in touches. And so you might want to try to buy the dip right now um, from that bad week and see if uh, an owner's on tilt, like I talked about in my article that just dropped on the droppables.com for trade target tilt and people that are on tilt looking to sell those great assets because they're frustrated and they don't know what to do. And I was going to write about David Montgomery, but I ran out of time and space. So yeah, I would add him to the list as well. So, you know, again, we have, I've mentioned before on the pod, uh, Mike Reedy does his untangling the waiver wire column every week. And if you happen to miss that or miss out on your fab bids or miss out on your waiver priority or you just totally forgot or you're in scott fishbowl and you don't know how mfl works and so you just don't know how to put in a bid for a player and don't know what to do um here's some other players that are still available uh and still out there and so i like to call them waiver scraps so Kanan, do you have anyone on your list that's still out there in a majority of leagues that people can go pick up right now especially given the news with tennessee versus pittsburgh being postponed for sure. I think the biggest one that stands out to me is I would look for Justin Watson from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nice. It looks like Scotty Miller, uh, who has been playing the wide receiver three, it, he's been sitting out for the past two practices with an injury and hasn't participated at all. Plus, we have Chris Godwin, who just had the hamstring injury and will probably be out for a few weeks. So the ball's got to go somewhere. And I believe Justin Watson in week two, when uh, Chris Godwin was out, uh, I believe it was Chris Godwin was out that week, but Justin Watson had 89% of snaps. So if anybody's going to start seeing looks outside of Evans, I think that Watson is a late play you could maybe still find on your waivers. I like that. That sounds like a... Free nuggets. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my waiver ads from this week, and we're going to go deep, but these are dart throws. Just If you just need someone that you're hoping could do something because they did something last week, and the first guy is Cedric Wilson from Dallas had 27 points coming out of nowhere. No one's talking about Cedric Wilson. 27 points from seven targets, five receptions for 107 yards and two touchdowns versus Seattle. Really thought it was going to be a CD Lamb day. Really thought, you know, Michael Gallup did all right. Cooper did all right. But Cedric Wilson came out of nowhere. And so he's worth a bench stash, in my opinion. I don't, I, I don't know if I would play him this week. But he's definitely worth picking up because if you have injuries or someone that's delayed because of COVID, he's available available in 98% of Yahoo leagues. Nobody has this guy on their roster. So <laughs> just going to put it out there really early. Maybe he takes off. I don't know. Maybe this is the only game he had. I don't know. But he's out there. He's out there everywhere. And the other guy that's out there everywhere is Dontrell Inman for the Washington football team. Scored 18 fantasy points last week from six targets for three receptions, 38 yards, and two touchdowns. And yes, that's a big game that just kind of came out of nowhere, kind of put him on the map a little bit. I only say a little bit because he's available in 100% of Yahoo leagues. Nobody has this guy on their roster. Literally, nobody has this guy on their roster. And so he's available if you need a dart throw because who knows what's going on with Washington. And yes, it's two touchdowns, and that's why his point total is so high given the yards, but he's had 16 targets in three games. So they're giving him the looks. 
And if you need somebody, if you need a dart throw, if you're in a deep league, I would take a gamble on Don Chellingman. You never know what's going to happen. So fix my flex time. I wanted to do trades, but let's, since we have the guy, the guru of the flex, let's talk about flex spots. Who are some of your favorite flex targets for this week? Well, for this week, uh, one of my favorite targets is actually Alan Lazard, if you can flex him in. But that being said, about 10 minutes before we started talking on this podcast, there was a notice that he didn't practice today because he might be hurt. So, I mean, if you have MVS, I would really watch that Alan Lazard injury because if he's out, that just means more opportunity his uh, MVS's way because Adams is practicing and will be back. So I think whoever that number two is this week could be a solid flex play against Atlanta, who has just been getting torched through the air. Nice. I like that one. And then, uh, you know, it's not necessarily a flex, a fix my flex question, but we did get a question in uh, from my man, my uh, my friend Connor Tosi over in Arizona. Uh, his question was, should I start DK Metcalf or Cooper Cup this week? What do you think? Um, I mean, based on what we've seen so far with these games, I feel like you have to go DK Metcalf here just because the man – if it wasn't for a, a foolish fumble because he got oh. too excited that he was about to score, he would have had an absolute monster day last week. But uh, even with that, he's averaging uh, like close to 20 points without that huge touchdown, and he's playing against the Dolphins, who, yeah, the Seattle Seahawks might get up on him, but the Dolphins have been holding their own, and they've been mm-hmm. passing a lot too. So I feel like I'd definitely ride with DK over Cooper Cup just because... Um, the Rams might be running the ball a lot in that game yep. with the Giants being so terribly poor. Yep. Yep. It's been bad. It's been bad for the Giants. And even yeah. worse now that Saquon's not there. And I, I was super high on, on Darius Slayton. You know, that's one of my guys. But part of that comes with having someone like Saquon Barkley take a little bit of the pressure off, you know, and give another be another weapon out there that defenses have to look at. Now, without that, I, I don't know. And and the offense was really the the key of that team. The the defense is terrible, um, and they need to improve on that in the in the off season or make some trades right now. But yeah, I I uh, I kind of like that analysis right there because I mean DK man, I, I was rolling with DK and DFS last week, and and that dropped uh, dropped touchdown pass, that fumble into the back of the end zone was just heart wrenching. Um, still had a good day, like you said, but I mean as someone that played you know in, in high school. How many times have you heard that? You know, like that comes up. They talk about it right in the locker room. They talk about it in film session. Don't give up on the play until the whistle blows. Don't be comfortable. I mean, because how many times have we seen it, especially in college football? Right, exactly. I mean, like, and that was a boneheaded move on DK's part because, you know, he's heard it. If we've heard it so many times right. in our amateur levels and whatnot, like he's a professional going in his second year and He's a kind of flashy professional, so I know that he heard it from his college coaches for right. sure yep. on a constant. So it's just like, I bet you you won't do it again, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, he better not. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, you know, the, the start question, let's get into starts for this week. And one thing I wanted to mention when it comes to starts, especially if you're playing DFS, one other article that you need to check out every single week is Brian O'Connell's Beer Money Bets on the undroppables.com 
writes a weekly column, talks about his process. He doesn't just give you guys that you should start or guys that he's high on, but he gives you his process. You actually understand what he's thinking, how he's thinking, how he's developing his strategy for picking up these beer money bets as he puts them to, to you know, use for DFS of all types of, you know, uh, either tournament or straight cash games. And, and you need to check it out every week. But but for this week, for week four, Kanan, who who's some of your favorite starts for this week? All right, so two of my favorite starts this week. One is Daryl Henderson, who we just brought up how the Rams are probably going to be running a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Um, over the past two weeks, he's had over 100 total tards, <laughs> 100 total yards uh, each too. of those games. <laughs> <laughs> He's had over 100 total yards and a touchdown in both of the past two games. He saw 20 carries alone in the last game. And again, we're going against that terrible Giants team overall. So, I mean, I think that Sean McVay has already showed he's really committed to the run game. Akers is still trying to push back from an injury. So I think Henderson leads that backfield by a good chunk this week. Yeah, I love that pick. He number one on my list. I have it written down right here, so I was just <laughs> nodding my head. Yep. Um, but also another great trade target, another guy I've had my eye on, especially for redraft leagues. I think it's going to be a little bit harder to, to pull him away from an, uh, from from a manager in, in a dynasty league, but I think you might be able to get him in, uh, in a redraft league. But also only $5,800 on DraftKings this week, so I think it's a really nice play with Daryl Henderson. Uh, anyone else on your list? Yeah, one more that stands out to me. I know that we don't like playing the game because he gets injured frequently and we just don't know, but I think Will Fuller is a good start this week. He's playing the Vikings' terrible secondary, which has been cooked by a lot of teams so far this year. And I honestly don't think they have anybody that can keep up with his speed and size, so I think that he's a good play this week. Yeah, $5,900 on DraftKings and and second to last or – yeah, Minnesota just giving up a bunch of points to, to wide receivers. So that's another great one. Another one on my list is James Robinson uh, for the Jaguars playing against a very bad Cincinnati Bengals defense. 27th versus the run. A little bit more expensive. I mean, not a lot. Yeah, $6,500 on DraftKings. Um, I, I think the, the word is definitely getting out on James Robinson with how good his last couple of weeks have been. Uh, and then another... Uh, High upside, cheap guy uh, is is my little uh, my little Hunter Renfro over there uh, for the Raiders <laughs> going up against uh, the Buffalo Bills, who as despite how good that defense is, uh, are twenty fourth uh, versus the pass, and he's only at forty six hundred dollars on on uh, DraftKings. So, you know, if you if you you slot in a super cheap guy like that, then you know you can put some studs in there that that uh, you know have a little bit of a higher salary. So, um, I think those are all great picks. But again, check out Brian O'Connell's. Beer Money Bets, weekly column on Undroppables. And let's get to the flip side of that with some sits. And so with sits, one thing that I use to help me figure out who I don't want to play this week is Brad Wire's Offensive Line Rankings. Another great article, weekly article from the Undroppables. We're just hitting with you with all the Undroppables content that comes out every single week. But Brad Wire ranks our offensive lines does an update on where those offensive lines are throughout the week with injuries, how they're improving, how they're getting worse, and translating that onto who you might want to worry about or play this week because their offensive line is killing it. And Brad and I, me and Brad, we're teaming up to provide the unsung heroes almost every week. We missed it last week, but we'll get that going 
of who are the best matchups that we think from the offensive and defensive lines. So you can prepare because if you got a guy that's playing on a great offensive line, chances are you're going to have a great week. But conversely, if you're going up against a bad, uh, uh, good defensive line, you better watch out. So check out that weekly wire, that weekly column from Brad Wire at theinjoppables.com. Who's your sit of the week, Kanan? Man, you you almost teed me up for this one because my first sit of the week is Devonta Freeman. Ooh. I know people want to see who you can start at running back, maybe running dry, but I still think he's probably not fully incorporated to their system. And I want to see him prove it a little more with a larger snap share before letting him enter that lineup. Mm-hmm. But also, as you said, O-line is huge. The Giants O-line has been absolutely terrible. I know that Brad has just been moving them further and further down that list. And Aaron Donald is going to have his... Exactly. on the next exactly. page. I'll hit next to find out where the ranking <laughs> is soon enough. Yeah, Aaron Donald is going to have his way with that team this weekend, so I don't want anything to do with Devonta Freeman. That's a nice one. Um, bet terrible week last week. Yeah, I, until Devonta Freeman gives you a reason to put him in, I definitely don't put him in, in my opinion. It's great if you got him on waivers and you're stashing him. But wait, don't slot him in there yet. It's not not the time. Um, my sit of the week, my sits of the week, I have two guys this week. And it's going to be tough because you're going to want to play these guys. Chris Godwin, if he's not a scratch for the week. So if he's going to play, I still am worried about playing Chris Godwin this week, starting Chris Godwin this week, because he's going up against the Chargers, who are the first, the best, the first, ranked the first against the pass. They're good. They're they're good. good. Yeah, (laughs) they're good. Okay, however you want to say it. They're good. Chris Godwin's hurt. Had a concussion. Now he has a hammy. So if if he still makes it, he was out today on Thursday. Didn't practice him and Scotty Miller like you said earlier. And, um, yeah, I I wouldn't play him in. I I know you want to, but I just take it with caution. The other guy is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is hard to put on the bench. Believe me, I know. I get it. He's going up against the Patriots, who are the third against tight ends, and they shut down Darren Waller last week. Shut him down. So, yeah, I want to play him. If you don't have to, you're probably going to play him, but just I warned you, okay? Be prepared. It's it's not going to be good, or at least I don't think it's going to be good. If if I'm wrong, come tell me. Hit me up on Twitter. (laughs) Tell me I was wrong. I, I I love when people tell me I'm wrong. Because sometimes I'm right, and so you better tell me when I'm right too. <laughs> so, so Kanan, um, shoot, I, I, I got one more though. Yeah, one hit more. me. Yeah, man, I think that people need to sit T. Y. Hilton this week. I know it kind of looks like a trap game because Pittman's hurt, Campbell's hurt, but the Colts. They they have a ton of injuries, but at the same time, he disappointed against the Jets secondary and the Vikings secondary, and now he's going up against the Bears, who have been holding wide receivers to pretty basic games. I mean, even the number one receiver in Calvin Ridley was head to uh, 5 for 13. I mean, he ended up with 110 yards, which was nice, but 5 for 13 is pretty low for Calvin Ridley standards right now, so I would sit T.Y. Hilton, but I do have Mo Ali Cox in my Flex Place article. So there's that for you. I like that. So with that, and we've ran through it all, and this has been great, and this is how these are supposed to be. They're going to be quick. But do you have any last-minute free nuggets for our listeners? Um, I would just say, you know, keep an eye on that last guy I was telling you, Mo Ali Cox, just because we've seen Phillip Rivers really target the tight end. 
And I think that he could be a sneaky like guy in Dynasty as far as maybe we're seeing a rise of a new tight end. I'm not going to say he's going to be a top five type guy, but I think he's big and built and he might fit that system really well. And like Jimmy Graham if and Kyle Rudolph of, of old, if he can get some of – and what, Jack Doyle or no, Eric Ebron of old, if he can get some of those touchdowns, then yeah, I could see it as a right. top five tight end. He's got the goods. He just needs the volume. And the production. That's a great one. I love that. Free nuggets. And with that, Kanan, thank you so much for joining me today. Please let the listeners know where they can find your work on Twitter, everywhere else. Yeah, feel free to give me a follow at Fantasy in a Few on Twitter. And you can check out all my work at theindroppables.com and check out all of the different contributors and the podcasts. I mean, we've got some good stuff cooking up there. So I'm really excited to see where we go from here. But also, thank you for having me on and letting me jump on this pod with you. Oh, absolutely. I It has been great talking to you. I am so glad I had you on this podcast today kind of just came to me the other day listening to you on that discord asked me anything i was like this guy has a great podcast voice let's bring him on the show (laughs) and talk about stuff so thank you for joining me to talk about week four and for all you listeners out there go out subscribe to grim conclusions podcast my bad almost forgot the name no conclusions podcast right now and whatever app you're listening to this show on go to search Type in The Undroppables, and it'll bring up all three of our podcasts that are on there. The Unscripted, The Undrafted, and the 211 Fantasy Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining me. We'll catch you again next time. And remember, with the 2-on-1 crew and The Undroppables, you're never out of contention. If you do this to me, you will be a made man. Are you working? Yeah, I have a kind of work for you. My team is a rush. He flawless. The synopsis is we going to the top. And really, there is no other option. Opposition start tripping. I laugh. They even try to top this. Embarrassed competition like women caught in public topless. Toxic flows. I lock in low. Blow minds explode. No crimes patrol. Just fights and codes. Get broken by those that's supposed to be your bros. Blood is mud because loyalty is gold. Rolling OGs get blown. Garden grow bringing the heat like the streets is stoked. Resurrecting real tracks just to kill this beat that's old. Unleashing beast mode. Saying cheese and royal seeds get soaked Bringing so much hot fire that I breathe out smoke Believe in achieving, succeeding over demons Trying to test me, give me a reason to take away air you breathe in Punch like punching your teeth in Confident, never conceited I clock in that race of cheaters Dashing and dodging policemen Leaking ether out the speakers like a faucet And taking flights to the cosmics I'm breaking up all this bread So I'm well fed in all my pockets Instead of killing your conscience We spreading important words like messages from ancient prophets Stop it, hold up and get a tighter grip of this Still spitting lyrics sicker than sip no physicists can stop the sickness from destroying phonies into increments I'm on a higher stage, lighting up like a fireplace Headed for the moon, it feels like my entire mind's erased Pushing heavy place, weakling still on that minor weight Sniper rifle flowing, working chumps from many miles away Yeah